Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 37. We're taking a break from Netflix original. We're going to see what's on the other side of the couch. Checking out Apple TV, Hulu, Amazon, whatever it is that we've been watching. I'm Diego. I'm joined by Amy and Mark. Hello. Howdy. Hello. What's up? Not so much. It's have been... we been busy? Have we not been busy? I don't think any of us have been as busy as Mark has, but, um, but yeah, my, my daughter, I, my daughter has COVID. So, uh, <laughs> with, we're all trapped at home and it is a living nightmare, yeah. <laughs> but, but she's, but she's doing okay. Right. Well, that's right. Good. That's good. That's good. All right. And so, I, I was actually referring to the amount of things that you watched, but, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm going to get personal for a minute. folks. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, Mark, so why don't we, you go ahead and yeah. start with some of the stuff that you've watched that we haven't watched? Okay, right on. Uh, so, yeah, for for reasons aforementioned, I've had a lot of time with my TV this week. Uh, but um, some of the things I watched that I don't believe y'all are watching as well. Um, I saw the movie Reminiscence, um, and that is with um, Hugh Jackman, and it's also got. Um, Thandie Newton and Rebecca Ferguson, who, if you are a fan of Hugh Jackman, um, she played the character in uh, Greatest Showman that sang uh, Never Enough, Jenny Lind. Uh, so they're reunited on the screen. Um, this movie was, I was very excited about it because I love sci-fi, I love mysteries and film noir, and this is sort of a hybrid of that, um, written and directed by, the, uh, by Lisa Joy, who was also the co-creator of Westworld. So you know that this is a chick who can really dream and and love cre- Westworld. Yes, loved it. Yes, and uh, she brought back Thandie Newton as Hugh Jackman's coworker slash best friend, uh, and then also um, I forget the name, but the other uh, um, saloon girl that uh, was friends with Th- with Thandie Newton, who you know had such a horrible uh, uh, fate in Westworld. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Um, yeah, her name, uh, the actress's name is Angela Serafian. Mm-hmm. So she she was in this too. So it was a little class reunion of sorts, uh, both for Greatest Showman and for Westworld, which was cool. Uh, and the, the backdrop, it's set in the future. And because of climate change, uh, uh, ha- half or more of the country is now underwater. And it's set in South Beach in Miami. And the, it's like Venice. The entire town is like 50% underwater. People use rowboats and motorboats and all kinds of different ways and means to get from place to place. And because it's so hot during the daytime, people sleep during the day and they wake up at twilight to begin their, their, their day in the evening, like in the dark. Um, and uh, so the, right off the bat, you've got a great dystopian setup uh, that I thought was going to be fantastic. And Hugh Jackman and Thandie Newton, their characters run this uh, reminiscence facility. And it's a place where these sad, despondent people with very bleak futures, which is most of us at this era in the movie, can come and they kind of dip them. They, they lay down in a sort of um, isolation tank type machine 
and it accesses their memories. Hugh Jackman narrates them through their past hypnosis style, and then their favorite happiest memories play uh, for them to to relive, both in terms of of um, you know sensory, you know they they can feel the hugs, they can remember kissing a loved one, and and all of you know all of those other thoughts, images, smells, and sounds that come with it. So it's more than just sitting at home and remembering. You actually get to relive the memory. Um, so again, a cool concept. But then uh, in walks Rebecca Ferguson's character, May, as this sort of femme fatale damsel in distress. I've lost my keys. Can you help me look through my memories to find my keys? And he falls in love with her right off the bat. She's uh, this woman of mystery. She sings at a nightclub. She has ties to the mob. And then she disappears. And so this whole thing is him trying to find her. And he's uh, he used to be military, so he knows his way around a bar fight. But he's out of his element, kind of going through the, the dark underworld of, of future South Beach and New Orleans. Um, and it's just awful. <laughs> it's At this point... The whole thing just sort of goes off the rails. Uh, it, it, in an attempt to superimpose this film noir mystery over the futuristic template, they missed the mark on both fronts. It's just wasted opportunity. Hugh Jackman's character is so motivated by his infatuation with May that he just doesn't act responsibly or in a way that 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 you identify with him. Um, Fanny Newton is awesome as his kick-ass sidekick. She knows how to wield a gun, and there's some great action scenes that uh, she gets to be a part of. Uh, but it was, all in all, I felt like the movie sort of didn't deliver. Reminiscence is something I think I'd choose to forget. But, oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if, you, if, if, if you're at home and you can watch it for free, I, I, I love, I love this, this day and age where we get to see so many things now without having to go into the theater and pay, you know, 14 bucks a pop. Um, so, uh, I didn't pay a dime for it. I got what I paid for. <laughs> uh, so that was okay. But, right. um, but yeah, I mean, I, so, like a, I, I would say it's something to watch if there's nothing else on. And what, I, what was that on? What streaming I was channel? not a fan. Uh, HBO Max, I think. Okay. I need to go okay. back and double check that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. HBO Max. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, then the other thing I've been, I've been watching Titans and, uh, so Titans, uh, is, is dropping episodically each week i gotta uh, get on it i gotta get on it uh i gotta tell you i, I love this show it's it's it, it, it's shaking up the dc canon uh they have different darker stories for a lot of these heroes but they still have this kind of great uh camaraderie and and symbiotic symbiotic relationship with one another all the characters me- merge and, and mesh well um this season is not Thus far is not my absolute favorite because all of these characters that I love are off in different directions doing things. Um, And part of that is, uh, it's part of that is the story because they're so disconnected. Um, At the end of season two, uh, Robin confesses a truth to them that that really devastates them and and fractures the team. I just want them to come together faster. Um, Mm. It reminds me of Walking Dead where a lot of the episodes where the characters are all off on their own excursions are it makes not me as crazy. Right. And I think that whole they did that whole season where like they after the the prison fell and they all went off on the train tracks in different directions. Um Yeah. I always was, just want Daryl and Carol to be in the same place. Oh, That's yeah, really yeah. all I care about. Yeah. You hey, you know that they're doing a Daryl and Carol spin-off after this season. <gasps> they are not. Yes, they are. 
I did not know that. Okay, yes. we digress. Go ahead. Sorry. But uh, so I, I need the Titans to get back together. There are some different pods of the characters that I love. Starfire has rescued her sister, the wicked evil Blackfire, from a, uh, uh, a military lab that was underground that she and Superboy found together. So the three of them, Starfire, Blackfire, and Superboy, are great. They're funny. There's a weird little chemistry between Blackfire and Superboy. Um, he's this totally innocent, literally created in a lab uh, youngling, and she is this dark, evil, sexy seductress, and they're vibing, which is kind of fun. Um, they introduce in this most current episode of the same name, Lady Vic. They introduce her. Uh, she is a villain, again, from the comics. She's working for Scarecrow, and she's awesome. She's just this horrible, horrible sociopath of a woman who can kick major ass. Um, when I watch her, I think of Sarah Paulson, for the actress from American Horror Story and, and mm -hmm. the like. This would have been a perfect role for her because it just she gives off this sort of crazy vibe that Sarah Paulson does really well, and she's doing in this current season of American Horror Story, if you haven't seen it. Okay. Um, what I wanted to talk about real quick for this episode, though, is that it's my favorite thing of the whole season. It's Barbara Gordon. So they're like they've done with many of the characters. They're bringing them into the fold, but they're reinventing and tweaking their backstories a little bit. And Barbara Gordon in the comics was a Batman fangirl who, you know, followed him and became, you know, one of his team and uh, and uh, later on is is wounded by the Joker and and put in a wheelchair. Um, and that part of the story, the the being wounded by the Joker, is pretty much the only thing about her that's the same. This Barbara Gordon, played by the actress Savannah Welch, I'm going to mention more in a second, she has no love for Batman. She doesn't give a crap about him. She is still Commissioner Gordon's daughter, and she is a burglar, a thief, and she just yeah. does she just does it kind of like Catwoman. She has this real Catwoman flavor. Um, and in fact, when they start off the episode and you see her, I thought maybe they were bringing Catwoman in. But uh, she just she robs places. She is a, a cat burglar. She breaks into um, museums and banks and rich people's homes and steals things, quote, to keep dad on his toes, end quote. And when Robin suggests to her that she because they, they meet when he foils one of her heists and they have a cool fight scene and he wants her to join the team. And she's like, gross. No, thank you. Um, and obviously, eventually she does. But I just, I love an independent woman. And to take Batgirl, who was such a, again, a fangirl, and give her her own background, her own storyline that is not centered around Batman, I thought was an amazing choice. Now, here's the cool thing. Savannah Welch, the actress, lost a leg in a car accident many years ago. And so she, playing Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair, you know, that, that works for her. But in this episode, in the flashbacks, we see her standing on two legs. Uh, she has an artificial leg that you can't tell unless you already knew who the actress was. She has some of the most amazing fight scenes with Lady Vic in these flashbacks. It is incredible. I mean, it would be inspirational to anyone who's gone through any kind of an injury that you can recover and do anything. And then later on, in present day, she has another fight scene with Lady Vic in her wheelchair and she kicks ass again in the wheelchair uh so it's it was just kind of it was i'm a huge fan now of savannah welch i'm a huge fan of this barbara gordon and i'm just hoping that the titans will come together again so that uh, it can give me everything that i love all right yeah okay. and i'm i'm like diego i've i've totally slept on this one and i haven't i haven't even started it and this is one that i need to do and as you were talking i actually texted 
my 15 year old because he's kind of like my Marvel DC superhero buddy mm-hmm. and we watch all of that together and so I texted him and I was like are you watching Titans it's on HBO Max right yes yeah okay. it's star- I was it's- like it started on DC, and then that network did not do well, and HBO Max picked it up. So it has all the episodes. Okay. All right. All right. And then you have one more, right? Uh, the other two? No, I think... The other two? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Okay. So I started watching... The other two just dropped a few episodes for season two. This is on also on uh, uh, HBO Max, I believe. Okay. Um, and uh, it is... Or no, I think it's Apple TV. I'm sorry. I have to Google that again. Um, but so the other two is a story about the two siblings of a Justin Bieber style YouTube sensation who uh, they basically they live in New York. They're uh, millennial age. Uh, one of them is a struggling actor. He as the series uh, season one begins, he's auditioning for a role of, in a commercial of Man Who Smells Fart. Yes, that's right. I watched the first episode of this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, and then his sister is, uh, she is, at pres- at the beginning of the show, she's a realtor who is sleeping in one of the, the uh, apartment units of a building she's trying to sell. And uh, she very quickly loses her job and her home. And so she's sort of couch surfing and try, you know, trying to find hot guys to, uh, to have sex with at bars if they have really nice houses that, play- that she can go sleep in. Um, so they're, they're kind of lost in the big city trying to find their own successes. And then lo and behold, their younger brother, who's 13, does a, a YouTube single called I Want to Marry You at Recess. And it is an overnight sensation. Molly Shannon plays his momager, complete with a Karen haircut. Uh, and she steals the show. She's Molly Shannon. So, you know, she's, she's the best. Um, but it basically follows... The whole family, but focusing on the two older siblings as they try to find themselves against this backdrop of their their brother becoming ever more famous. Do they do they use him to get success? Do they ride on his coattails, or do they distance themselves from him? Um, it's it's just it's hysterical. The show is so funny. It's so well written, uh, and season two just dropped. Uh, or or they and again they're they're rolling out the episodes. I think a few at a time. Um, but it's it's laugh out loud funny, so I would okay. highly recommend the other two. And thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I had watched the first episode of it, and I thought it, I I agreed. I thought it was funny, but then I was kind of in the middle of watching so many other things that I didn't get back to it and just kind of keep watching it. But it it was very good, very good. So I um I have been watching other than the ones that we're going to talk about. I watched Vacation Friends, um, which was with uh, John Cena is in it, and um, Meredith Hagner, who's like Kate Hudson 2.0, Lil Ray Howery, um, Yvonne Orji. It it was was predictable in that it was one of the, I mean, we reviewed, I, I can't even count how many movies like this where, you know, Somebody goes on vacation, and when they're on vacation, they meet these crazy people, and things go wrong. Um, but even being predictable, I really liked it. I love John Cena, so let me put that out there first. But I, I just thought it was funny. Um, but at the same time, it was like kind of nice at the end. I was like, this is a little heartwarming, and I wasn't expecting that. Um, so that was really nice about it. If you just want like a lighthearted kind of comedy that, you know, 
you're going to enjoy. I think you'd really like this. Um, and it's, it's really, it's this couple, they go away and the guy, the, the man, um, who is played by Howry, he, um, has been planning this trip and over planning this trip because he wants to propose to his girlfriend when they get to this vacation destination. And when they get there, um, they open the door to the suite that they had and the whole thing is flooded because the people who rented the presidential suite up door, upstairs um, overflowed the jacuzzi. And so it turns out that's John Cena um, and Meredith Hagner. And so they are like, oh my gosh. And he winds up, the, the hotel manager winds up spilling the beans about the proposal. So he winds up having to propose in the middle of the lobby, which wasn't how he planned it. And the other couple sees, and they're like, come and stay with us. And they spend this wild week together um, on vacation and all kinds of stuff happens. And then they come home to have, and they get married on vacation. Then they come home to have like their at home wedding with everybody. And the couple shows up and I don't know, like I said, it was predictable. There's nothing in it where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that. Is it like uh, the, the, the wrong Missy? No, it was much, <laughs> much better than that absolute what was that? garbage fire. Um, but, it, but it was that kind of thing, right? Somebody goes on vacation. I mean, again, how many movies are there when there's like something goes wrong on vacation? But it was great. I would recommend it. And then the other thing that I watched that I, I've started watching that isn't one of the ones that we're going to talk about is I started watching, which is not a new show, but I think there are new episodes coming out maybe. Um, I started watching The Morning Show on Apple TV, which I've been dying to watch. I love Jennifer so Aniston. Good. I love Reese Witherspoon. Um, I'm only on the third episode, but I'm already like, Ugh. so I... I have always wanted to see it and now I'm kind of slowly over time watching an episode here and there and I'm I'm really enjoying that as well. So uh, that's kind of that's where I've been spending my time. So what about you, Diego? Well, Amy, real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, so uh, just two things. Number one, uh, Meredith Hagner, who I also love. Uh, if you enjoyed her, uh, go and find Search Party. The, okay. the, the, the series Search Party. She plays a sort of self-absorbed character in that um, very reminiscent of the other two characters. Oh, um, but okay. uh, she's great in that. And then um, I was also just going to say that, that uh, the other two is on HBO Max. I Googled it while you were talking. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, do your up. All right, so the only thing that I've watched besides what we're going to talk about is C, season two started two weeks ago so but i only got to watch the first episode end of season one you kind of saw baba voss you know his, his daughter got kidnapped by the Trevantes. so it kind of starts off picks up there and you have baba voss's brother ido voss played by batista so that's kind of cool to have him i, I kind of grown to love batista as an actor a little bit as drax and whatnot but so it's there, and you see Baba Voss. He, he makes it into the city, no problem, to try to get his daughter back. But then he kind of gets tricked by someone who knew who he was, and he got captured. And that's kind of where I am now, that he, he got captured by his brother. His brother you know, is very upset because he says that uh, Baba Voss killed their, their dad. And that's kind of where we are. And then we have the queen who says that they, they need to go to war with Ido Voss's people. So I'm kind of predicting that maybe there's going to be a big battle there at some point. So waiting to see what goes on there. Uh, like I said, it's only two weeks in. Episode three comes out in like about a week. 
So I'm going to hope to see episode two maybe tonight. All right. So interestingly, so you guys, the, the first show that we're going to kind of update with, and it's just really two episodes, um, is Ted Lasso. And I haven't seen the latest episode, but I think, Mark, you texted me and you're like, or maybe we talked about it last time. I don't know. And you were like, did you see the latest episode? So this would be two episodes ago. And I was like, no. <laughs> and um, you're like, we f- oh, you texted me. And you're like, yeah. we find out who she's been texting on a dating site. And I have to tell you, like, I really wanted it to be Ted. Yeah. Um, and yet. I when told I you, find mad out, misdirection. Mad when, misdirection. When I find out that it's Sam, right? That's his name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ob- Sam Obisanya. Yes. When I find out that it's Sam, I was like, oh, yes. I love that too. Like I thought I would be disappointed if it was anybody but Ted, but I really kind of loved that it was Sam. Um, so what, and, and in that episode, Ted winds up having a major breakdown in the middle of a game. Um, and he's kind of been resisting going to see Dr. Sharon the whole time. And then he winds up in her office and says, I think I need to make an appointment. So that was really about like that episode is really about Ted and, and that kind of managing his stuff. But also Nathan winds up being the one who makes the, the call for the game winning play. Um, because park Roy the has bus. Some, <laughs> park the bus, right. Roy has some ideas, but then Nathan's like, Nope, park the bus. And he just kind of takes control and, I liked that um, because, like I said, and and at the end of that episode still, though, even though he's now had some success there, I'm still really worried about him. I'm still really worried that he's going to somehow betray the team. Um, So you guys can kind of catch up with what happened in the latest episode. I'm really hoping it wasn't Nathan betraying the team, but I really (laughs) feel like that's coming. I really feel like that's coming. So, Uh, Amy, you're on to something. Because uh, in this next episode, we see the the aftermath of Nathan's game-saving decision. And uh, at first, we see that he's sort of a social media darling. And his little quip about he's a wonder kid, instead of saying wunderkind, uh, you know, they're, they're calling him the wonder kid online. And, right. And, you know, so he's, he's basking in that glory. But then, of course, he goes home for a visit, and his dad barely looks at him. His dad is even reading a newspaper that has... Uh, his picture on the front page and his, you know, he's not getting any kind of praise and acceptance. So you kind of see that Nathan is, is coming, his, his shyness and timidity from season one is it's coming from a broken place. Uh, right. And, and he has this opportunity to, 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 to build his, his ego and his self-esteem and become a stronger character. But at the end of this current episode, he's back looking on social media. Well, he treats someone on the team really poorly he he insults them and, and hurts their feelings and doesn't even care and in a really funny oh. scene coach beard is like you did wrong fix that and be better and he turns around and he publicly apologizes to this guy so you sort of see like the the ego versus good old nathan of the past uh, but then nathan turns back to his phone and he sees a few social media clips as you would be bound to trolling him and that hits him right where he lives and he turns around and he goes and he picks on the new team manager. And Aww. yeah. Um, so there's, they're showing this whole dichotomy, good Nathan, bad Nathan, which I think could certainly set the stage for some sort of betrayal, hopefully not involving Rupert, the former, the ex-husband, former right. of the team. But uh, I don't know, Jacob, what'd you think of all that? Oh, uh, I, I just, 
I don't know where they're going with Nathan. Like, I don't know how he could portray the team except maybe giving away tactics or anything, or maybe he goes coaching for another team. So I I don't know what exactly they're going to do with Nate, and I'm worried that it it, it gets to a point where they have to fire him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want them to fire him because I like Nathan. I feel like he's a big part of the show and a big part of who Ted Lasso is and the way he brings these people that no one cared about at first. And now they're now he's like a, the wonder kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So I don't, and we can't we can't break up the diving dogs. And but I to me that the 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 funniest part of the whole episode was with Roy and Kiri. Okay. And Keely, what happened there? Wait, what does so Roy sound like again? Ke- Keely kind of like, it's, I don't want, I, and I was worried here at one point cause I thought they were going to break up. I thought that's what they were going towards that. Like Keely had just f- had enough of him, but it just turns out that she just, Roy was like all in her face all the time. And she kind of like, didn't have her own space like she would try to watch a show and he'd be there reading a book or she like close the fridge and he's standing right there and all he's like hey oh, oh you love diego do it again <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so she got mad and finally she's watching an episode of sex in the city and he's reading he's like trying to tell her about the book and she just spazzes out on him and he kind of like resents her for it and he like leaves and oh. I thought, this is it this is it and then it's just funny how and then in a soccer and a training session, he's trying to train Jamie Tart and he like yelled at her and Jamie's like, No, I thought the best decision is to give him more space to do what he has to do so that he can shine in his own space. And that kind of like clicked with Roy and then he went and like drew a bubble bath with roses for Keely and it was all good. And he like uh, understood. Okay. But think, on a side note, that- do you think Go that ahead. Jamie? Uh, so, so earlier before that uh, meltdown where where uh, Keely exploded at Roy, she had been talking at work, and all of these people walked in while she was talking. Jamie being one of them, so like half the you know, half the team knew that Roy was smothering Keely. So, do you think that when Jamie was talking about I was giving him his space, was that intentional on Jamie's part, or, or was that just a coincidence? Is he that smart? I, that's what I'm wondering. Because suddenly Jamie, who again is Keeley's ex, you know, like, and obviously his character has been growing this season. But that right. was if that was intentional. That was like a very that's huge, a good catch. Like, that That's was like a, a Yoda like counseling. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> you know, he uh, is Jamie Tart. <laughs> Did you guys see on social media this big like thing that everyone thinks that Roy Kent is not a real person and he's like CGI'd? What? what? <laughs> yeah, and like he had to go like he put up like uh <laughs> A media post on Twitter, like, explained that he's a real human person and does real human things. But instead of using his face, he uses, like, one of those, like, emoji faces from, like, you know, your phone that looks like a CGI. But what? that's, like, a, it, was like a, it was, like, a big trending thing that he's not a real person, that he's just all CGI or his face is all CGI. That's that is, crazy. So... But I, I enjoy, did, the, did they further along the story about Rebecca and Sam? They just they just revealed who it was, and they kind of they had he, a little 
yeah, he kind of like was saying how they should meet up in person. He's waiting for the three dots. And okay. like she hasn't responded in a couple days and they, she by the end of the episode, I don't think she responded yet, right? I can't remember if she responded. They bump into each other in the hallway and they have this little c- cute exchange which now that we know has this whole other level to it, but uh that it I just I, brings I, up it brings up the point like like let's say they find out like how does that work? Owner you know, the owner of the team, then you have one of the players on the team. Like, does that does that even work? Does she have to, like, trade him away to another team? I think team it would be so fine because date? she's not the manager. She doesn't make any – she's not the I manager. Guess. She's not the coach. She doesn't make any decisions about who gets playing time. Now, granted, she could tell Tad, like, he's got to have more playing time. But at the end of the day, she doesn't really make those decisions. So I would assume it's okay, like, as long as they were upfront about it. But – I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, I guess. Diego, what do you think about Sam as the as the choice? I mean, as the as the reveal. Um, I I feel like we talked about that it could be Sam at one point, or like we mentioned it, and but I was hoping it was Ted. I was. I yeah. was hoping it was Ted. I like Ted. Uh, but it kind of along the same lines. Like, how would that work if they could can they date? Because he's the manager and she's the owner. Like, so again, how do those dynamics work? Uh, so I'm, maybe in a way I'm glad it isn't Ted so that he can kind of get, play around. But uh, along again, along the lines of seeing the CGI thing of Roy, Ted Lasso's mm. only scheduled to be a three-season show as of now. No, like, really? Yeah, so there's no – as of right now, it's scheduled for just three seasons. But they said, you know, anything can change and it could go more. And we're yeah. in season two, right? Yeah. I bet after Emmy after Emmy's uh, nomination season, I bet you that they're gonna rethink that. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah, seriously. It's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a really good show, and even even I asked my soccer players, I was like, "How many are you watching?" I think out of the twenty seven guys, like twenty of them were like, "Yeah, yeah, we watch that show." So it's, it's hitting all all demographics, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you. So for me, uh, I mean. I, I like Sam. He's a sweet enough character, but I, I don't feel the chemistry. I, I don't like that choice. Um, I'm glad it wasn't Jamie because that would have made me throw up in my mouth. But um, I kind of wish if it was not going to be Ted, which I understand, why not make it um, Rupert, the ex-husband, and have this whole... Uh, no, 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 no. Absolutely because, not. Because no. be, then I'd be, she's going to wind upset. up being hurt again. I don't want her hurt. I really like her. Yeah, and but, I wouldn't want her hurt again. Well, and I don't either, but I want good TV. And I feel like good TV would be her finding out, oh my God, I still have feelings for him and him weaseling his way back into the team. And maybe Nathan steps in and betrays Ted. And like, there could have been a lot of opportunity with that. And with Sam, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for some spice. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding back judgment right now, but I could have thought of other choices. Hmm. Yeah. That's all. Okay. All right. All right. But as, as long as... Roy Kent, as long as the actor is a real person and Diego continues <laughs> to, to imitate him, I will be happy. He, he is. As far as I know, he is. And he's still my favorite character of the show. Oh, he's great. Me too. Me too. Right. I agree. So what else do we have on the agenda? So um, who did anybody else besides me watch Only Murders in the Building? I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I... 
kind of stumbled into it. Like I was looking for something to watch one day while I was cooking or baking or something. And I was like, what should I watch? And I was going through the different platforms because I knew that this week was a, a off Netflix week. And I opened up, it's Hulu, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I opened up Hulu and I saw uh, Selena Gomez. And I was like, oh, I really like Selena Gomez. Like, I wonder, wonder what that's about. And then I saw Steve Martin. I was like, Selena Gomez and Steve Martin. And then I saw Martin Short. And I was like, Selena Gomez and Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, <laughs> what a weird combination of people. Um, and so I was like, all right. I didn't read anything about it. I just pressed play and started watching. And it hooked me within the first 20 minutes. Like, yeah. it, it was touch and go because I was like, what's happening here? But after about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, yes, um, I really am enjoying it. And there's only three episodes out so far because they're dropping new episodes every week. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I just love it. I love it. Um, what about you? Are you a fan? So I'm loving it, same as you. Uh, and it's, I, I like the fact that it's so meta, that it's sort of a mystery about mysteries. Right. Because... The, these three characters bond over uh, a, 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 an affection. I'm sorry, an affection for uh, murder mystery podcasts and right. for crime for crime podcasts, uh, and that's how they sort of, they they accidentally find out that they're all listening to the same thing, and then that's how they start to become friends. But then, lo and behold, there's a murder in the building, and and chaos right. ensues. But um, I will say this for. Uh, only murders in the building for anything that Martin Short has ever been in. I do hmm. not like Martin Short. Right. I'm going to have to, I'm, I am on such the same wavelength and I try oh. to watch the first five, 10 minutes and then I see Martin Short and I also have a, like Steve Martin, the same thing. Like I just, I don't know about their facial features. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like, I just can't get behind that sense of humor. It's like, I, I it annoys me. So but, annoying, yeah. I don't and, know if I can watch it. You know that character he does on Saturday Night Live, Ed Grimley, where he has that alfalfa oh, spike in his hair and he, yep, he's all... that's a big no for me. That's, that's a big no That's for all me. I see. Anywhere I see Martin Short, I see Ed Grimley. And, and I, I felt that way before he was doing Ed Grimley. I just, he's, he bothers me. But so with that being said, I am, I'm enjoying the story around him. Uh, his character... Has funny quip. He's he so he's a director uh, who used to be really really big and directed several flops and sort of lost his fortune and he's now his secret is that he's broke and he's living right. in this expensive co-op off of Central Park with no money and he owes like eight months worth of, of building fees and what have you. Um, uh, after I believe it was Splash the musical <laughs> tanked. Yeah, <No> pun <laughs> tanked. See what I did there? Um, yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, but, I, I loved, I have to say, I loved the scene where they were talking about how it tanked. And he's talking about how there was like a mishap or something with the, the, the <laughs> pool on stage. And he's like, and then they just started diving in. Um, to the floor. You could hear the splat as they hit the floor. <laughs> and then he's like, all of them? And he's like, all of them. And then like, you can hear just like 12 bodies hitting the floor one at a time in the background. It was awesome. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, so so he has absolutely no ability to sort of uh, self-reference. He doesn't know when he's being obnoxious, and he just talks all the time. And so he's always constantly critiquing Steve Martin and insulting him. Steve Martin is an actor that had great popularity in the past, 
but now is sort of coasting off of his old shows and people recognize him on the street for shows he did 30 years ago. Probably like what he's living in real life. Seriously. Um, but uh, their dynamic actually is great, even though it's Martin Short. Uh, and then Selena Gomez shows up as this with, you know, she's ironically, she's the anchor character. She's the one that's right. a little a little calmer, a little smarter. She also got secrets of her own. Uh, she's named Mabel of all things. Yeah. So <laughs> she's an old soul, clearly. Um, but they have a great dynamic. And it's this bizarre, you know, uh, threesome of talent that it, it works. That's all it works. And then you add good writing to the to the mix um that all these characters all three of these characters are lonely in some way and looking for connection in some way and yeah. lo and behold they find it so it's like a friendship movie um and then we got to talk about sting like sting oh my gosh one of the as himself is one of the tenants in the building and at the end of episode three is being set up as possibly the most suspicious character uh or the biggest suspect in this possible murder in this murder so right. uh, that was pretty cool too that was very funny, very funny. And I like, you know, I, I think it, I think they were very smart in that you're taking these two older actors that probably aren't going to have a huge draw, right? Because um, a, a lot, actually, that's not true. You're going to have a lot of older people who are going to be drawn to Steve Martin and Martin Short. But they're splitting the demographic here because then you're going to have a lot of younger people who are going to be drawn to Selena Gomez. And then, you know, the whole world comes together on true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and so they they're they're all addicted to that true crime podcast and then kind of start their own. And, you know, it's one of those things where, come on, give me a break that these people are getting in all the places that they're getting in and so on and so forth. And they're going to try to solve this murder. But but that's what people do now. You know, people they 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 do try to um figure things out and solve murders and, and, and do these things because everybody considers themselves experts these days. Right. Like, mm -hmm. well, I looked it up online, so I know what it, you know, what it really is. I just, I just find it delightful. I really, really am enjoying it. And I am so glad that I kind of stumbled across it because it's good. It's really entertaining and yeah. it's very well done. Three people that I would not, I mean, I know Martin Short and Steve Steve um, Martin have done stuff together before, but I wouldn't put these three people together, and it just works. Like it, it really just works. Yeah. Well, and Selena Gomez, uh, she is the my, in my family. She's the voice of Dracula's daughter in the Hotel Transylvania cartoon right. series. Right. Yes. Yeah. I had to I had to keep shooing my kids out of the room repeatedly because they could hear her, and they're like, "Are you watching Hotel Transylvania?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I'm much. watching without you. <laughs> yeah, with, with with murder and curse words. Right. Uh, right. But uh, I, I thought the scene where Steve Martin and Martin Short were talking about how to text Selena. Or oh I mean, gosh. how to text Mabel rather, right, and he couldn't. Right. Do I do I call her? And like, no, don't call. These people don't like calls. And right. He he didn't know how to how to begin the text, and so he settled on Aloha. <laughs> right. Right. Aloha, Mabel. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I right. love those. I love those little generational conflict. Those, those little nods to that. Right. Right. So then I guess the last one we have is just the latest episode, and I think it's just you and me, Mark, who've been watching uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, Diego, you've got to you've got to watch Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, you I really I, do. I know you keep you said that I think on the last show that I would like, and I think you also said uh, the wife would like it too. So I did. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I definitely think she would. And what's what's that on again? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. 
Okay. That's also on Hulu. You, sh- you sure, Amy? You sure it's Hulu? All right. You know what? So in our <laughs> in our text chain, I made a mistake of what network something was on, and like, you know, you'd think I killed somebody. I get a screenshot of it with its circle. Because then you questioned me. Dope. You're like, I didn't you, question yes, you. Yes, you did. To be fair, you called him a dope. Yes. Oh, uh, I did not call him a dope. He called me a dope. I because absolutely you, did not. I called you a dope I, because it was wrong, and then you called me a dope. Nope. Not so realizing that happened. you were wrong. Here's what happened. Diego said, only murders in the building. That's the name of the show. And I said, yes, it's dropping episodes weekly, and it's dropped three so far. It's surprisingly good. And and then I talked about a Netflix show, Afterlife of the Parter, was also surprisingly good. And then Diego said, that's on Hulu, you dope. And then I said, yeah, murder on Hulu, Afterlife on Netflix, you're a dope. And then he screenshotted where I accidentally said Amazon earlier on and circled it and write, you're the dope. And then, you know, so I believe you were the name caller first, Diego. I think and people should, make mistakes. We'll just post screen grabs of this conversation online and let the, <laughs> let the viewers vote. Let the listeners uh, I mean, vote. Run I feel like poll. I just made my case, but... Anyway, you 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 really would enjoy the show, and I know it's your wife so would enjoy it too. It's on Amazon. so good on Hulu. You <laughs> dope. So, Mark, you're so good at giving like synopses. So, go ahead, tell them just what this you know kind of this latest episode. All right. So, uh, I know we've talked a little bit about it before. It's it's set at a wellness retreat for the uber rich uh, and and somewhat famous. Um, and Nicole Kidman plays the owner of this wellness spa. Her name's Masha. She has a dark backstory that we're being given in little bits and pieces. Uh, we know that at one point she was shot and nearly died and that, that that's what turned her a life around from being a cutthroat businesswoman to this spa owner. But what seems to be happening is that she is still a cutthroat spa owner now she she has plans for these guests and we don't exactly know what they are and in the middle of it all she's getting text messages from a a blank phone a burner phone saying that she's going to die this week while the guests are there Uh, we saw on a flashback in this episode that with a different set group of guests someone in one of the exercises died or, or appears to have died they're giving cpr to him and it's not looking good um, so, you know, we are establishing a darker past to this wellness center. Uh, but the, the cast themselves, uh, such amazing casting choices. Some Unbelievable. People, some people, you know, some people you don't, but I've just got to have a, like a love session right now with Melissa McCarthy. Oh my her, gosh. I know. Her character is a, a, a washed up romance novelist and she so she delivers a lot she has this uh love hate kind of moonlighting style i'm dating myself but relationship with bobby cannavale uh who plays a um, former football player named tony who lost his career in an accident and is now addicted to oxy so these two people are just shells of themselves and in a horrible place and they hate they meet on the side of the road on the way to the wellness center and they it's hate at first sight and they they go at each other like cats and dogs but in just four episodes, uh, it's, or I think we're at five now, uh, they, they're they evolving. and they're, It's beautiful. It is. And they're finding this, this true affection for each other. And all the other characters are too on the show, but these are my favorite. Uh, Me too. In this, in this episode alone, the most current one, Melissa McCarthy 
she she has comedy because she her they they realize that they're uh, giving them smoothies that have medication in them, uh, microdoses of different. Yeah, last narcotics. episode it comes out that they're being microdosed. Yeah, and and the guests at first are outraged, and then they're all like, "Okay, I'm cool with it." And then the one couple who aren't being dosed say oh, they want outraged. to be. Yeah. <laughs> they're so angry. Uh, I would be too, but um, <laughs> so. Apparently, they get Melissa McCarthy's dose wrong as they're modifying her protocol. And she comes to breakfast with like half a face of makeup and she passes out into her oatmeal. And while – so that's comedy and she's funny in her in her drunken state. But while she's passed out, she has this daydream of confronting the man who has catfished her, stolen her money, and broken her. And she dreams that he comes to the wellness center with apologies and his whole story is true. Uh, but she's, but then he starts to critique her writing, and he says some very poignant things about her as a writer, and she starts to fight back against him. And it's such an incredible, like, give this woman her Emmy right now. Uh, and then Seriously. she wakes up in her, in her oatmeal. So you go comedy, gravitas, comedy. Um, the, her wardrobe is amazing. Whoever's dressing these characters should have an Emmy. Like, right? I'm loving the show. Amy, what about you? Oh, I, I, th- that is... So the relationship between those two, Francis, and I think his name is Tony, um, Mm -hmm. is just, it's just my favorite part. I I just, she, you know, it's funny. Her comedy always makes me, I, I really like her. And I find that people either love her or hate her. I don't find a lot of people who have middle ground with Melissa McCarthy, um, and I have loved her since she was Suki on Gilmore Girls. Like, I've loved her since then. And I love Same. that in this, she has this opportunity where she's still funny, right? She's still got comedic parts, but she can show us a more serious side of her. And she's she does it beautifully, just beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I really love that. Um, I I feel like... Oh, I thought it was very interesting in this episode, too. So one of the, the stories that's kind of been evolving is that Masha... So there's there's a couple of people who work at the spa with Masha, but the two leads are Delilah and Yao. And last episode, we find out that Masha is sleeping with Yao, even though Yao is with Delilah. And Delilah knows about it and doesn't like it, um, but knows about it. And then in this episode, Masha you know, says like, what do you need from me to Delilah? And Delilah's like, I need you to stop sleeping with Yao. And she's like, you know, do you think he's ready for that? And she's like, well, I need you to make sure that he's ready for that. And she's like, are you ready for that? And then she and Masha start making out. And I was Hey-o. like, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> so like, find it like there's a there's just more backstory everywhere. I thought that was really good. But then something happened right at the end of the episode. So the, the focus of this episode was about the 21st birthday of this girl who's there. And there's, in addition to all of these guests that are there, um, like single guests and then the one married couple, there's a family, a mother and a father and a daughter. And they're there because they're, it's the one year anniversary, I think, or some. it's been a while, the death of their son, who is the twin of their daughter. And this episode, this latest episode is her 21st birthday. So they're all kind of struggling with that. And in this episode, everybody's kind of hallucinating different things, but the family in particular keeps seeing the brother, right? And so the girl sees her brother uh, early on in her room, but 
he's not a ghost. She's not asleep. She doesn't believe she's hallucinating because she reaches out and touches him. She hugs him. And she's like, I don't know what's going on, but like my brother's here. And then later the mom is on a run and the mom sees the brother too. And at the very end of the episode, they're having a birthday party for the girl. And I guess the family tradition is that the dad sings a song. So the dad is singing a song and she's listening. And then she kind of looks off to the side because there's the brother again. And Masha is looking at the girl and then looks over to where the brother is and looks back at the girl and then gets up and goes over and kisses the girl on the head. And she says like, you see him. And then she goes, so you're the key. And now I'm like, what? What? The key to what? What's yeah. happening? Like, I don't know. I just, I liked that. Again, it's it's a great use of cliffhanger, right? To make me want to come back mm -hmm. and watch it again next week. And I feel like in this episode, all of the characters were a little further developed. Like Lars, yes. um, you know, Lars is is with this, the twin girl and they're, they're talking and he's talking about how his partner wants to have a baby and he doesn't want to have a baby, but he has this dream that he gives birth and the Tony is the father, which of course brings up emotions in Tony because he has these kids and like, they're all so different and they all have such different issues and yet they're also intertwined, you know? And mm -hmm. even the couple, the young couple who are probably to me, the least compelling people there you know, last episode, we find out that the guy won the lottery. And since he won the lottery, he's not been happy. And, you know, in this episode, they the two of them kind of reconnect. And he's, you know, she says, I wish we could give all the money back. And so there's a little bit more with her. And then I, I really don't know what's going on with the other lady who's there, who's so angry. And like, she's just Carmel. Seems like this Carmel. Yeah. She's like this sweet little person. And then they're talking about somebody had a dream about singing a song and he was singing a Beatles song because he was a Beatle in his dream. And she says, what were you singing? And he says something. And she stabs the table with her fork. And she's like, that was my wedding song. Like she's something is so off with her. And I, I really want to know more about her. Like I need an episode where I find out what this, where this rage is coming from. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little nervous about them giving her drugs because She's so angry and violent that I feel like you better be careful because something's going to happen here. Because you're going to be that girl at the party. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, again, every episode uncovers further levels beneath, you know, these people and their backstory. And it's it's just, like I said, it's so compelling and it's so good. And mm. I, whoever, like the writers of this are so smart and brilliant because they had to have created each character with so many different sub levels. And then the way that they choose to reveal the different levels throughout, I don't know. It was yeah. just, this was another great episode. These, these actors are great because uh, the meat of this whole show is that the, their characters are slipping their protective shells on and off and on and off. And sometimes it's because they're on drugs. Sometimes it's because they're taking a risk. Sometimes it's the two things interacting, but as, as actors to get in there and say, okay, basically you're playing one person who's two people and right. you're going to toggle back and forth between that throughout the whole show. I mean, what a challenge. Like, and, and they're all delivering. I, there's not a, I mean, there are characters I don't like, but there are not actors in this show that I do not like. They are killing it. Yeah. Um, the only, I will say what, I'll modify that. Samara Weaving, who plays the, the uh, millionaire winner, millennial wife. Yeah. 
no more teeth. I can't look at the oh. teeth. Oh, my I loved, goodness. I loved her in Ready or Not. Like, she's such a cool actress, but oh, mm-hmm. those teeth, like, pan out. Right. Anyway. Right. Okay. <laughs> it, no, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, and it's just interesting. Like, I just, I don't know. There, it's very rare. This is one of those shows where I, a lot of times, people are always like, how do you watch so many shows? Like, you have four kids. You have basically three jobs, right? I have a full-time job and then I have two part-time jobs. And, you know, how do you, how do you, and I, I, I watch a lot when I'm trying to fall asleep at night and I always know I found a good show and I watch a lot when I'm doing other things too, right? Like if I'm folding laundry, if I'm making dinner, I know I found a good show when I'm either watching as I'm trying to fall asleep and I don't fall asleep or if I'm watching as I'm doing something else and I find that I can't do the other thing I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing, right? I love, so, so your <laughs> review metric, it's not two thumbs up, it's two eyelids open. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's exactly it. And I, last night, I was, I, I was staying up. I was going to pick my, my son up from somewhere that he was. And so I was like, all right, I need to stay up. And I knew that this was the show that I needed to watch. Because I knew that I wouldn't fall asleep watching it. Like, I was like, all right, that'll keep me up. I want to watch the latest episode. This will definitely keep me up. And and sure enough, it did. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I It's it's just really, really good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I find myself being a little nervous because I'm hopeful that whatever the big secret is, whoever's trying to kill her or whatever uh carmel's secret is or whatever i'm just hoping that it's not a disappointment you know i feel like sometimes like for example with books one of my favorite books my one of my all-time favorite ever ever books is ready player one right mm-hmm. ready player one is this book by ernest klein and it's a it's a book about the 80s um you know the early 80s video gaming world and this you know somebody has created this online virtual reality world that's really based in 1980s games and you know being a child of the 80s who played more than my share of video games um like it just it calls to me and i love that book so much there's a ready player too there's a sequel to the book and i'm afraid to read the sequel because the first book was such perfection for me Mm. that i feel like if i read the second book and i don't love it as much I'm going to have soured myself on the first one, you know? And so I get it. that, you know, and yeah. so I feel like this show, I, I, as I watch it, I kind of feel like I'm teetering here because I'm like, if, if the secret is revealed and it's, it's not good. It's if, if I can guess it, I don't want to be able to guess it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if I can guess it and if it's not what I want it to be, is it going to ruin the whole show for me? And that's going to be so disappointing because up until now, it's just so good. Yeah. You know what you're making me think of? What? Lost. Lost. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. many amazing mysteries and then just got oh. weirder and more disappointing. And by the time they were telling you where the hatch came from, it just made no sense and you didn't care. And yeah. Uh, and it, Right. It, and like I feel like Lost was one of those shows that kind of stayed at the party too long. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah, I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. But for now, Hope, hopefully it won't. Uh, yes, hopefully it won't. Nine perfect strangers. Won't. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the shows that I didn't get to watch and I really want to, I've been reading a lot of buzz about it online. And I think this is also a Hulu show is Coda. 
Um, and I'm dying to watch this and I just haven't had a chance to start this yet. So I'm hoping to watch this before our next, you know, press pause on Netflix episode, which is in two weeks. Um, that's one that I definitely have on the horizon for me. Obviously I'm going to catch up with Ted Lasso. I'm going to keep watching, uh, nine perfect strangers. I'm going to keep watching only murders in the building. Um, and you know, as we move into September and get close to October, uh, which is my favorite month and fall is my favorite season and Halloween is my favorite holiday. I'm hopeful that they start to do some releasing of some scary things because that will, that to me, that's fall, like starting to watch some scary movies and scary series. So I got my eyes open and if, if you're listening and you hear anything like that is being released, you know, definitely give me a heads up because I'm all over that. Same, well, ho- same. hopefully we have a little bit better luck this time around because I remember last year we yeah, were hoping for, hoping for something and nothing came. So. Yeah. Like Does I kind anybody... of wish they had held on to Fear Street. Oh, right. So good. You know? Um, has anybody heard anything about the Hocus Pocus sequel? I keep reading that there is one, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, and Same. I mean, I don't think that I would categorize that as horror per se. Oh, so you want like the the bone chilling, gory oh, Fear Street level horror? I am okay. I want something. I didn't find Fear Street scary. I want something that scares me so badly I can't sleep at night. That's what I want in a horror movie. <laughs> Two eyelids I, wide open. <laughs> exactly. I. That's what I look for every year, and I'm always disappointed. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful, but that's that's what I'm looking for. So listeners, if you come across anything like that, please let me know because I am all over it. I can't wait for for these Halloween movies to start coming out, and hopefully there are not duds, but they are some good scary shows. Yeah. All right, that's all right. it. I've I've got a whole mess of stuff I want to see, but Diego, what about you? You got stuff coming up? What's your I'm just to? the only thing that is not something I have been watching is really just Titans. Everything else, I'm gonna stick to. That's gonna be my plan in terms of what if on Disney Plus, C and Ted Lasso on Apple TV, and then I'm gonna have to add Titans to that list of weekly shows. Uh, then the rest of my time is usually just taken with Netflix right now. Yeah, me too. I've been watching some good stuff to talk about next episode uh, when we get back to Netflix. So same. Yeah. Well, um, let me tell. I've got a couple things all over that uh, okay. I'm excited about. Some of them are already out. Some of them are around the corner. But um, on uh, Amazon Prime, Prime Video, there's and seven part. There's a seven part anthology called Solos. And it's got Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, uh, Dame Helen Mirren, among others. Um, each episode is a self-contained episode that basically talks, uh, tells a story about being part of the human condition. Uh, okay. Some of them are involve time travel. Like there are, it's all kind of sci-fi, but it's all about humanity and being human. And uh, Morgan Freeman is the final episode, and his is a character with dementia. And and it's it's anyway, it looks really like it's going to be really good. Um, if you haven't seen the series on Hulu, Pen15. No. It, oh, okay. This this show is amazing. It's, it's got only two seasons, uh, but they just dropped episode eight of season two at the end of last month. Uh, and, and all of the rest of season two had dropped, like, I think earlier in the calendar year, like in, tw- or in 2020 even. But um, it's these two teenage girls uh, and them, they're, they're kind of dorky and very deadpan and 
them navigating through junior high and it's so well written and this episode that just dropped out of nowhere episode eight of season two it's called jacuzzi and it's a cartoon of this a cartoon version of the series so okay it's, it's they did it during the pandemic uh and it i don't know it, it looks like it's pretty cool but okay. uh, funny show funny show um the award was the tony award-winning musical come from away is, yeah. coming, is coming to Apple TV, um, and it is about it's a true it's a musical based on a true story during 9/11 when over 200 planes were grounded in a very small town in Canada that could not accommodate all the people that were getting off the plane. They didn't have food or places to put them, and uh, so perfect fodder for a musical, right? But um, <laughs> it actually it's really it, it it promises to be really good. I was supposed to see this on its tour. And then the pandemic hit, and so we didn't get to see it. So I'm excited that it's coming to Apple. Um, Cinderella just dropped on Prime Video, and this mm-hmm. is the one written by the pitch, the same person who wrote Pitch Perfect. Uh, it's got uh, Billy Porter as the fairy godmother. So yes, I am in. Uh, but the whole show looks like it could be. I'm not sure how the critics are feeling about it yet. I haven't read the reviews, but it looks good, and I'm hoping to watch it with my kids. Okay. Uh, and then uh, HBO Max has Doom Patrol. Season three, and then a movie that came out last year, but not many people saw it, called Promising Young Women. Well, Young Woman. It was produced by Margot Robbie, and it is an. I've already seen it. I'm gonna watch it again and recommend everyone out there watch it. Uh, and I believe it was nominated for an Academy Award for writing, if I'm not mistaken, and and I think best film. Uh, but um, it's about a woman in her 30s who was in med school, and then uh, one of her classmates sexually assaults her best friend who commits suicide and so she drops out of med school and works at a coffee shop and then during the course of this movie she's trying to balance having a life and and moving on but also seeking revenge on the people that hurt her friend and it gets really intense and it's really good so okay and then last disney plus i just found this out today they're doing a doogie hauser remake (gasps) oh my gosh my daughter sent me um the preview for that because we used to watch yes and um she sent me the she sent me a tiktok actually about it and i and, and i wrote back and i go is that andy mack and she's like yes, yes. and i was like oh my god because i first of all i loved doogie hauser um when it was on and i also loved andy mack and so i am so excited about this and it's called doogie kamealoha md because it's set right. in hawaii right uh, um so yeah th- that's those are all things on my list that hopefully i will actually watch <laughs> sounds, sounds like a lot, man. Sounds like a lot. I'm not going anywhere. I'm <laughs> you're quarantining. I have you seven more days. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, as always, people, thank you for listening. If you have any comments, suggestions, check out the Facebook page, check out Twitter, check out Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we're missing anything on these, you know, weekly episodic uh, shows that we've been watching on Amazon or on Apple or on Hulu. You know, give us some suggestions or something. Guys, you got anything else to add? Just that is it. Great. Please share, download, get people yes. involved. We we want to build an audience and that comes down to you. So help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you again. And we will catch you next time when we talk about Netflix. Bye, everyone. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.